1: It's showtime. ba da ba
2: ba da ba ba da Ba-da-ba-ba. ba Podcasts are the
1: best. Except for when they're not. Come to think there's really just a handful that don't suck. That's where we come in.
2: Podcast reviews by like Carl Hogan, Commander,
1: and Crochet. Your... W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P.
3: W-A-T-P.
1: W-A-T-P. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show with exactly twice as many one-star reviews as it has five-star reviews. I'm your host, Carl. With me, as always, is Croge. Good afternoon. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me back. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. Ah. I got piles of articles here on my desk. The crew has printed for me. Ah. Uh, but first, I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, or on Twitter at WhoAreThesePod. Email the show, w-a-t-p-show at gmail.com. We're always looking for podcast suggestions. And interdimensional child molesters. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Alex Jones Show. Croge mm-hmm. and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. So without further ado, let's get into it. Croge, we do have an international audience. Mm-hmm. So I just want to explain what Alex Jones is in case there's somebody out there who doesn't understand this phenomenon? Yeah, it's a whole universe. Alex whole Jones universe. is a a radio host. Started in the late 90s on the radio. He's now syndicated to over a hundred markets.
3: Yeah, I got 160 AM, FM, and shortwave stations. Okay. So if you're communicating <laughs> to Soviet agents in the field from around a different continent, you can get them the Alex Jones show, which is
1: Fucking wild, but here we go. It is wild. So Alex Jones is well known as being a right-wing, libertarian, conspiracy guy. He, It's kind of like, a lot of people are familiar with Coast to Coast AM, mm-hmm. uh, the overnight show that's been syndicated forever. It, it's similar to that, but a lot more aggressive. Coast to Coast is, is way more laid back yeah, compared and, to Alex Jones. And the scope of the show is incredible. It's yes.
3: three hours, Monday through Friday, with a one-hour wrap-up, and then he does a two-hour... AM radio show
1: on Sunday. On Sunday. It's, it's, I mean, that's a He is broadcasting all week long.
3: It's an incredible amount of content. It's amazing. I mean, it
1: it really is. It's amazing. And it's, uh, you know, it's a very much, it's a podcast. I would say that's probably the majority of people who listen to his show is through the podcast, but it's very much a radio format. Yeah. So he has breaks that come in at regular intervals and they have the commercial beds and then it comes back up. But you're right. I mean, that's the first thing that we have to talk about here is the amount of content Alex Jones is a professional, to say the least. Oh, my goodness. He's yeah. amazing at what he does. He's uh, created a huge following for himself. Here in the US, there's a lot of people who give him credit for Trump's rise and, and Trump's election because he was so pro Trump and he does have a huge following. Uh, Followers. Can we talk about his numbers? Yeah. Let's talk I mean, about.
3: as of uh, last summer, 2017 was the most recent I could find. He's got 10 million monthly
1: visitors to his website. Infowars. Uh, it's infowars.com planet, prisonplanet.tv and news.com.
3: 5.9 million weekly radio listeners. I yeah. mean like I I I'm a fan of your program, Carl, as you know. Yes. And I listen to it and I'm like, who the fuck is listening to this garbage that you're reviewing? And <laughs> well, then but the mo- answer to this one is <laughs> six million fucking people
1: are listening to this garbage that you're reviewing. This is true. Yeah. The other thing I want to point out just to set the table is that he is not alone. He has a giant staff of people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not only is he putting out this radio show that's also uh, a video. If I think that if you um, subscribe, you can watch the video of him yeah, doing this yeah, show. Yeah, there's video content. But he also has a nightly newscast. It's hosted by other people within the organization. So they do like a two- or three-hour-long show there, too. I mean, they're pretty much on the air 24-7. That's their goal from what I heard right. so yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just always on the air. They always have this information coming out. And basically... The whole idea is to sell snake oil, but we won't get into that just yet. Yeah. Let's talk about the content of the show. Crows, you're the guest. Is there a clip that you'd like me to play, one that you think sums up the show that Uh, our listeners understand?
3: My clip number one is my show summary. I know you like to start off with something that really sets the table.
2: The U.S. Postal Service is bogged down in the most elaborate PSYOPs campaign in history. First, they fatten us up with all those two for one pizza coupons. Then, when we're too low-key to put up a fight, they sell us off to the Red Cross, who removes our kidneys, which go back on the pizzas to start the process all over again.
1: Did you mean for all those words to come out together, or did they just fall out randomly? Okay, so that's, uh, King, of yeah, that that's, that's that King of the Hill. Yeah, that's the hell from King of the Hill.
3: And the only thing wrong with that is that it. As fucked up as it was, it was a complete thought from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, That's true.
3: And was slow enough that one could understand it and parse the words. So that's, I kind of fucked up there.
1: One of the things I love about Alex Jones is, and I should say this, uh, full disclosure, I'm a fan of this show. I haven't listened in a very, very long time, but I've listened to many of his episodes. I really do understand the format of it and his whole angle I I do get a little bit down the rabbit hole. I I, kind of have this inkling that our government is run by a deep state and probably intelligence agencies and not so much the elected officials. We're not going to get into any of that. But there are things about the show that I like. What I love about Alex Jones is that he throws out these things as if everybody knows them. And it's just like this little quick aside, and then he's moving on with his point.
4: Yeah. Things like this. Because if you look at the UK's crime, they have the highest mugging and stabbing rate in the Western world. Who has the lowest? Switzerland, where everyone by law has to own a machine gun.
2: Sorry. Nope, you're wrong. Look it up.
4: <laughs> yeah. He just throws out shit like that. It's like
1: everything's peaceful in Switzerland because everyone owns a machine gun. Of course. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a law that you have to own a machine gun? It doesn't take a lot of Google searching to realize that's not true. Of course. Now, I... I I try to approach this with
3: an open mind because, I mean, it's easy to make the joke. It's all out of context. It's all bullshit. If you would have went back a year and told anybody that there's a doctor with the U.S. Olympic team who's molested hundreds of girls and there's a whole system of people that have uh, uh, fed these girls to him and then protected him after the fact, you'd think it was bullshit. But yet, it's been all over the news and all these hundreds of girls and women have testified. It's, it's, It's fucking crazy. And I bring that up because... There is some conspiracy shit going down and I'm sure we'll find out about it. Dude, if you don't mind hitting my number too, this was like kinda how I think the squares of the world might know Alex Jones. I'm done, I'm pissed, and I'm not putting up with it
4: anymore.
0: Alex Jones you you may you be America's so friends, most famous conspiracy cry. theorist. You gotta warn people. On his website, Infowars, God, he touts what many would say are offensive here, claims, here. including this about the bombing victims in Manchester, England.
4: A big bomb goes off at a pop star's rock concert bombing a bunch of liberal trendies.
0: And he once called the Sandy Hook school shooting a hoax.
4: Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. Yeah. So that's from the CBS
3: Evening News, but those are all clips from his show, and that's kind of where we're
1: That's what most people who want to talk about Alex Jones do. Yeah. They take these... Crazy, outrageous clips. I have a bunch of them on the board ready to go. Of course. And then they go, look at how ridiculous this person is. Yeah. He says the frogs are gay.
3: And yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. So if you don't mind hitting number three, this this kind of throws a wrinkle into it. I'd love to hear your take on it.
0: Kelly claimed in court that Alex Jones' violent outbursts prove he is not a fit parent. His lawyer countered by making the surprising argument that Alex Jones is playing a character on his show and is actually a performance artist. Jones swiftly denied those claims in this message.
4: I am am completely real and everybody knows it. Yeah. Now, divorce
3: is ugly business. And and I, I, I never want to get involved in that. But what's the deal? Is it is this real is a question that and a lot of people have.
1: I have a clip that talks about this, too. What I love is that the attorney said to judge Alex Jones being a parent based on his radio show would be like to judge Jack Nicholson based on his portrayal of the Joker. Oh, that, That's what oh, his attorney said. That's genius. Which is literally <laughs> saying that he is an actor playing a character. Yeah, who happens to be a psychotic man. Right, exactly. Uh, but you're, you're exactly right. I mean, this was something that came out during his... Child custody battle last year. And, of course, everybody jumped on this and went, see, Alex Jones is fake. It's completely fake. Truthfully, there's more lies told in court than there are probably on the radio. (laughs) Oh, ain't that the truth. So I don't know that we can point at that and say this is obvious. Of course, yeah. From what I've heard, and I, I did a lot of research today on people who used to work for info wars and left okay because there's this weird thing going on with past employees who are bashing alex jones and this and this and this the one thing that seems consistent is that the guy on the radio is the real guy he's like that 24 7 going back to the 90s when he didn't have this huge organization yeah he was just hanging out with other radio hosts for at his radio station he was constantly showing up to the bar with piles of paper and articles printed out, and I just read this book, and it looks like the New World Order is going to try to put something in our water that's going to yeah. turn us into gay frogs. Like
3: that's his mo. It does seem genuine. I mean, it, it, it really does, does seem like it's
1: crazy. To but he's really crazy. Yeah, to, to put that <laughs> on would be so
3: exhausting that it's not even it's not even funny.
1: Could I can I just play another clip that oh, I course. think sums up this just like throwaway lines that he just puts out there and if you listen to him long enough, it starts to work on you. Oh yeah. You start to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's
4: true. So this is a fun one. The attention spans are now less than a goldfish in the Western world. That's on record. Nope. Yeah, that's it's on record. That's pretty easily debunked.
1: I've never seen a goldfish uh go on a Netflix binge. Yeah. I've never seen a goldfish play video games all night. But, Carl, the the goldfish have admitted that. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> this has been, this was declassified in 83.
3: C- can you hit number four? And I think it's... Um, when he talks about the context, I think is
1: fascinating.
4: A vast article saying I'm a liar about lizard penis rage. That was Associated Press about the lizard penises. But it sounds crazy, so they take it out of context. Now, that's fucking beautiful. And, of course, he brings
3: up the article about the lizard penises. And yes. it's, it's up on the screen. And... You know, so he reads this article, except he doesn't really read it. He just reacts to it. Yes. And he goes on a, some long binge that's going to include, you know, uh, Obamacare and something else. Like, it, it's it's going to be all crazy. But then he can always come back and be like, but that wasn't me about the lizard penises. That was the Associated Press. And I, here's the article right here, you know? Right.
1: So, like, I mean. This is on record. I love when he does that. He'll, he'll throw something that's totally crazy yeah it's on on record of course and whenever you look up one of these things that he says is on record it's this random study or it's this weird thing that's been debunked but as soon as somebody publishes something that wasn't him or his organization of course it's fucking gospel
3: yeah and last
1: it comes from the new york times which by the way is completely fake all the time oh yeah 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 pile pilot garbage i have um a clip on here that i wanted to play I listened to a bunch of the shows that were out this week. Okay. Did you? I don't know what you listened to.
3: Well, I listened to a bunch of uh, uh, clips, and I also I listened to Monday's show. I really wanted to get a day in the life, like yeah, just an right. average day, not some sensational. That's what thing. I was trying
1: too. I wanted I wanted to see what was going on. Yeah. Just by
4: listening this week, and this was something that he said on this past Tuesday's show. I'm in retrospective quite a bit lately, and I've been thinking about what have I not done a good job on.
1: What have I not done a good job on? Well, let me help you out with that, Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> would, uh, would Pizzagate come to mind? Maybe that's something you didn't do a uh, a bang-up job on with, with that whole thing? Yeah,
3: or the yogurt factory that rapes children or whatever else to apologize or, or, for.
1: Or,
4: or I, you know, you already alluded to this. Maybe this? Uh, yeah, so Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there, clearly, but I thought they killed some real kids. Oh, boy. Uh, Or maybe, maybe
1: when he's looking back and and trying to figure out what he he did wrong, maybe he can look to something like this. The
4: question is, who is Michelle Obama? Is she really a woman? Is she a man? Especially when every time I look at Michelle or Michael Obama, uh, the first lady or the first tranny, every time I look at them, Something doesn't look right. Sweet mother of
1: God. I I love your reaction to that. I can tell you've never heard that before. Oh, my God. Alex Jones is very much of the belief that uh, our former first lady is a man, baby. Wow. He even says this, which I just thought was uh, a funny
4: term. She's got shoulders that are wider than a man's, which physiologically doesn't happen. Again, you can put three heads on a man's shoulders and only... Two heads on a woman's shoulders—that's a known anatomy.
1: That's, that's that's a known anatomy. That's proof. Cruz. That's proof right there. That's a known anatomy. You know, it,
3: it did sound crazy, but now that he puts it like that, I can see where he's coming. Well, from. Well, it's
1: a known anatomy, of course. Of course, I mean, it's it's right there. You'd be stupid. Crows, let's get let's get into your clips. We got a lot to uh, to pull off here. Yeah, and Do I want to say. The Alex Jones so that I've been excited to to review. It's impossible for us to review. He's been doing the show for twenty years. And yeah. he, like you said, he does eighty hours a week. So it's impossible to really dig into it as deeply as we have some other shows. But uh, I wanted you to be on this show because I I consider you my most reasonable friend. Good Lord, are you serious? I know. Is that weird? That's That says a lot about it you, does. Sorry. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends, and most of them are crazy. So I consider you to be my most reasonable friend. I thought that you would be a good judge of this show because you get the people who are, are just saying like, Alex Jones is a lunatic and everything he says is nonsense. He just makes everything up. And then you get the people on the other side who think that everything he says is gospel and yeah. is fake news. Yeah. So I thought that you and I could have uh, somewhere in the middle conversation. For example, here's what I like about Alex Jones. There you go. A lot of the things that he has predicted or said that was going to happen turned out to be true. He was... Years and years ago, talking about cable boxes were equipped with microphones that were recording people in their homes. Yeah. And if you told somebody that in the 90s, or early 2000s, you'd be like, well, well that's ridiculous. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean? And now smart TVs are doing that. And oh, yeah. it says it right in the instructions. Well, not in the instructions, but if, if you open up the pamphlet or the booklet that comes with it, it'll yeah. say... By the way, everything that you say is being recorded and sent to third parties. It's in the terms of service? It's by, in the terms of service. And by plugging
3: you. this device in, you have agreed to have right. your voice recorded and your data sent out. And yeah, it's it's insane. So this is
1: a real thing that, that actually happened. And yeah, you'd, you'd be wearing a tinfoil hat in 1989 if you talked about that. Yeah. But it's not that crazy. That's where things went to. It's where things were going. Of course, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, you know, you think about... If you told someone, look, there's a website that knows everything about you, every band you like, every TV show you like, people be like, well, that's insane. And then you'd be like, but no, you tell it. You purposely click on every band that you like and every fucking activity you enjoy. Yes. And and just let it have your data. It sounds insane. And that's the world we've been living in
1: for over a decade. The funniest thing to me are these people who purchase a Google Home or the Alexa. They are putting a monitoring system in their home for the Internet to listen to them. I mean, quite frankly, if you pay me fifty bucks a month to put one of those in my house, I still would not do that. Yeah, I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah, and and yet there it is. You know, 1984, people. It's a fun book.
3: So let's let's talk about Monday's show. I I grabbed a couple clips, kind of from the first hour of just the, again, just a day in the life of the show. Number five is the show opening. (laughs) The best mode.
4: Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. It's Alex Jones tell you, this civil war that the globalists are trying to start in this country has gone from smoldering to explosive. And we've got all these clips of top Democrats on television, on MSNBC, on CNN, uh, at Hollywood award shows, Rob Reiner on Friday, saying we're in a civil war. Good morning, everybody.
3: Yeah, right. So We're going to kick off the show with this. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know. It's very typical, by the
1: way. I, this, this is exactly how he usually starts his show. Of
3: course. I listened to Howard Stern for years. He'd always start off with a good fart joke or, or sure. some ridiculous thing in the news that was some gossip item. This yeah. is like, no, no, no. The globalists, the Democrats, are all coming towards you. So right off the bat, you got to buy into this. The, there's a whole boogeyman thing, and the terms seem interchangeable. I couldn't tell if they are or not. Is a globalist, a Democrat, or the same thing? They seem to be a big monolith.
1: There's millions of
3: them, and they all feel the same way, and they're they're coming at. I know. America I wanted I wanted to and, do a
1: whole compilation on him just blaming them and they. Yeah. Because it's nonstop, but he he does explain who they are. Sometimes it's the left. Sometimes it's the globalists. I guess they're interchangeable. Sometimes it's the Democrats. Right. Well, and he gets into there. Here's
3: number six where he introduces them.
4: The well, last time I had these guys in, uh, we just kind of ran it and raved about Antifa intimidating people and working for Soros and trying to go around you know, pointing guns at people and stuff. And I, in customary fashion, talked to everybody, but I've I've invited the guys back.
3: Now, I did not cut any connective tissue or context out of that. I swear to God, that's the entire statement from beginning to end. Okay. He's teasing the guests in the second hour. Right. He doesn't say who they are, what they do, Um, just that they were on and he talked over everybody, so he had them back in. And then it's on to the next thing. I mean, it's fucking bang, 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 bang. He's right on to the next thing. One of the topics he teased is
4: number seven. The computer that decides if we live or die. Now, I'm
3: down with a pie that could decide if you
4: live or die. Is he talking about Tesla? uh,
3: I don't even fucking know. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, this was just a tease, so it's not the topic. But a computer that decides if you live or die. I'm pretty sure it's the self-driving car uh, functionality of the Tesla. From there, he tumbles right into politics, but he makes a really solid argument in number eight.
4: You're the people saying we shouldn't be able to have a parade. And by the way, I think Trump should have a parade because the globalists don't want us to have one. Now, regardless (laughs) of your politics,
3: regardless of whether you think there should be a parade or not, that's a pretty solid argument. Right that is there. a pretty solid argument. I mean, If the
1: globalists don't want it, then we're doing it. It's the only way to go. It's the only way to go. Can I make a quick football analogy here, Please Crush? do. That's the if one with you, the pointy ball. If you have okay. a fourth and one and the opposing team wants you to punt, that means you should go for it. You should do the opposite of what the opposing team wants you to do. If the globalists, if George Soros, oh my God. who I believe is one of these so-said globalists, right? He's the king globalist. If this guy is tweeting that I don't want a parade, then a parade shall happen, sir. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only, it's thing, the that only thing that makes sense. It's a good so argument. So number nine, he, he brings
3: in our buddy
4: Steve Bannon, who's been in the news recently. Little Stephen Bannon. Who's proven himself to be a classic Benedict Arnold in the vein of Judas Iscariot or Brutus has slithered out and is giving interviews to CNN and others saying hashtag me too. He thinks will bring Trump down. Oh, what a tactical genius you are. It was set up six months ago. The Democrats admitted that they were unpopular with women because of all the rape connections to the Clintons and the cover ups and the Lolita express and and, and all the raping and the children and all the rest of it.
1: (laughs) All the raping and the children.
4: Now, let me just say, What? let me
3: just say for the record, <laughs> <Yeah>. holy shit, <laughs> the Democrats admitted they were unpopular with women because of all the raping and the children and
2: the raping
1: mm. and the children. I, like, and that, now- I guess it's true, he said it.
3: The article that he was reading had nothing to do with Democrats or anything. It was about Steve Bannon, who was the uh, head strategist, now he's yeah. giving interviews, right? and that makes him- a uh, uh, biblical epic traitor. It's uh, 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 trying to follow
1: that sentence was like a
3: fucking it's, roller coaster. It's
1: impressive. It's impressive. It goes a lot of places. The only thing he left out were the lizard people in that sentence. Uh,
3: yeah, and that's the thing. And it's it's like whenever he <laughs> like he'll bring up Clinton, and it he, it doesn't even matter which Clinton it is. And then it's right. like the Lolita Express and the lizards and the the raping and the children. Da, 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 da. Then he hits number ten, which I thought was interesting.
4: Remember, we told you it was actually eight months ago that the the whole Me Too thing was a, a deal to bring down Trump. That that, that was obvious. They now admit that that was who, so who is they so who's
1: admitting that me too is meant to bring down trump
4: well i'll tell you who's admitting okay, it, Carl, because i look i didn't listen this. to monday's show i
1: started well, on tuesday
3: and that's that's
1: where you messed up
3: because <laughs> all those women that you know your your family and your co-workers and your friends that were that went on social media and shared really you know personal and, and sometimes very hurtful stories about yeah. assaults and and, and harassment and, and problems that they faced over the years that was all fake. That was only a ploy to get rid of Trump. It was all.
1: And bullshit. they were all in on it, right? And they all admitted it, okay. Carl. They, they admitted admit it. it. So they you admitted you it. can't
3: fucking do that. And
4: in fact, this leads right into number eleven, where Bannon comes back. And that's all that is. And now, the little cuck, Bannon, is scared. The women are coming to get my testicles. Uh. <laughs> And I can't can't decide what I like more. Is it
3: the music bed? Is it the word cock just thrown out there? Is it the fucking coming to get my testicles and the weird voice? I don't even know what it is I like about that. But that's my ringtone now. When my mom calls me, that's what my phone sounds like.
1: Can I tell you what I like about that? Because I know the formatting of this show and I understand from listening to it how this works. Mm -hmm. All of those clips that we just played are from the first five minutes of the first episode that you listened oh, to, oh, it's a roller coaster, yeah. yeah you yeah. went in and grabbed more clips than Doug has in his entire life <laughs> on this show, <laughs> on five minutes of the first episode of the Alex Jones show that you listened to. And that's the thing; that's it, impressive. Because and then after that,
3: uh, the roller coaster goes down, and there's like a twenty five minute long, like it's a it goes. It's just a boring conversation until we get to the end of the hour, and then it it starts, like, ramping up again. I mean, since we're on a roll here, do you mind hitting number 12? This is him coming back from the break midway through the first hour.
4: All right, I've got massive economic news, huge Winter Olympic news, North Korea news. PBS host compares White House to communist East Berlin, when it was always the leftist supporting communism and and still supporting North Korea over the weekend, saying they hoped Kim Jong-un's bloodthirsty sister— would physically attack the vice president so that's that's all coming up oh, so in one sentence
3: we've got massive huge north korea and commies and then physical violence against a member of the government it, it's like holy shit man <laughs>
1: Coach, I, can I jump in Please here for, a, for just a Please second? Do. I mean, I, I hate to come Please on your do. show and try to <laughs> filibuster with all of my information that I have, but you brought up something that I wanted to talk about. And this is the format of the Alex Jones Show. It's a classic radio format. Mm-hmm. It's constantly teasing what's coming oh, up next. here's what's coming up. And that's why I opened the show talking about my piles of paper he always starts the show saying we got groundbreaking news. That's right. He we have there. these stories that are going to blow the lid off of everything. That's right. That's going to be in the second hour. That's going to be in the second hour, although we have a guest in the third hour that you also can't miss. It's nonstop teasing what's coming up next, and the reason why he can't get to it, and by the way, he never gets to it.
4: <laughs> I got the yeah, impression.
1: The, the reason why he never gets to the groundbreaking stuff that he can't wait to talk about, and he's got too much to talk about, even though he has... 28 hours a week to talk about this. He doesn't have time to talk about it. It's because he has to do shit like this. And this is just, this really sums up the show for me. It's teasing what's coming up next and then doing what he actually wants to be doing. Uh,
4: I haven't even, I'm going to get to it next hour. We're going to, we put this out on the web from the live show. We'll put the clips on the front and the back of more people coming forward. KPRC, KHOU saying, oh yeah, multiple shooters. Uh, You name it. That's all. That's all coming up when we come back. I've got a plug though. We're not going to be here. The crew keeps pointing that out to me. Uh, we've got 50% off all of the super blue fluoride free toothpaste. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we have, we have 50% off the super high quality fluoride free toothpaste.
1: Okay. Oh boy. We got to get into this, Kroj. We have to. Alex Jones is a multi-multi-millionaire. He has a huge crew of people. It's a a giant organization. They don't sell advertising. They don't make money on syndication. Yeah. They syndicate their show for free. No kidding. I kid you not. Every other radio show, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, any other radio show you can think of, makes money in every market that they go to. The station has to pay to play their show. This show, the Alex Jones show, is completely free. The only thing... The Genesis Communications Network, whatever he's on. Yeah. The syndicator there. The only thing they ask for is that the host can sell their own four minutes per hour block. And Alex Jones has figured out this business model that is unbelievable. Yeah, wow. He's figured out that he can sell his snake oil products to his listeners and make way more than he ever could from commercials or yeah. selling commercial time. Oh, wow, all right, that, that this, does explain a lot. This week, Crozier, yeah. was all about 50% off Super Blue, Ooh. which is his toothpaste. Yeah. Oh, and this goodness. toothpaste is amazing. Ooh. Here's a quick commercial read about how it's
4: 50% off. Super Blue is what you and your family absolutely need, deserve, and the small amount of money we make off of it, especially when it's 50% off, uh, helps fund the operation. You can sign up for auto-ship and additional a uh, 10% off, cancel any time. Absolutely free to do that. And that's the kind of thing you want to sign a Verado ship so you don't forget to get it each month or every two months or every 15 days whenever you need more.
1: You can subscribe to the you Toothpaste. You can subscribe to Toothpaste. And what oh, I love about man. this, what I love about it, is he's talking about how he doesn't do all of his products. We don't make any money. There's no margin yeah. in it for us. It's 50% off this week. Well, okay, time out. Yeah. I'm not a business genius. <laughs> I'm not... What you'd call an economist or an accounting major, but I'm pretty sure that if you can mark down your product by half of what you would normally <laughs> charge for it, you have a margin built into the sale of that product, right? Uh, you We're barely make, making any money on this just stuff. Don't get it, Carl. By you, the way, it's seventy percent off this weekend only.
3: Listen, globalist cocks are trying to shove fluoride down your pee hole. Um. Hold on, I have a couple more
1: things on this toothpaste. Please, please If you don't mind. Of course. If you don't mind. I know I've totally taken over your show, and I apologize (laughs) for that. I apologize. But what I love about this is, throughout the show, he's talking about this shit about North Korea starting World War III, and we have intel that nobody else has. This is going to happen. I'll get into that in a minute. But he's goes into these little segments about like a supplement you can buy off his website. Yeah. And the whole time you're thinking like, well, how important is this World War Three thing <laughs> if we're not going to get to that until the third hour yeah. and we're doing shit like this? Listen to him oversell. Remember, this is toothpaste we're talking about.
2: Mm.
4: Uh, and so it, it has more money goes into each tube than any other brand out there that we've done research on. But by double. I mean, this is... This is uh, not even expensive, and it is just Rolls-Royce or Bentley or Ashton Martin, you know, quality in there, 50% off.
3: Wow, and here I've been using the 2002 Toyota Corolla toothpaste.
4: Dude, I am using
1: the Kia of toothpaste. Oh, man. He's selling the Bentley of toothpaste. Is that the most fucking ridiculous analogy in the history of advertising? That's incredible. Crouch so, I mentioned this before. I happen to be in the profession of advertising. Is that so? That's what I do for a living. No kidding. Let me give you a little tip here, okay? If you have to say your toothpaste is so amazing, it's like the Bentley of toothpaste. <laughs> I'm not buying it.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. You goodness. might be
1: overselling it. All right, Crouch I've taken up too much of your time. Go ahead. The, what do you got? You
3: know, the, the advertisements are batshit crazy. They're batshit crazy? They're batshit crazy. They're
1: amaz- They're actually content. You want to fast-forward through, and then you start listening. You're like, oh, wait a second. What's what's this guy talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I if you don't mind me playing a few
3: clips of them, go ahead and hit number seven. This is also oral hygiene-related. Number seven? So, I I'm sorry. Played. I'm sorry. Number 17. What the fuck am I
4: saying? All right. And so it is essential that you purchase the products at InfoWarsStore.com. do I want to thank everybody that has, but we've got the best fluoride-free toothpaste with colloidal silver and with high-quality atomic iodine in it. You cannot beat that for children and adults. We've got the best mouthwash designed by Dr. Jones. That's my dad. With colloidal silver and iodine as well.
3: Yep. So fluoride is bad, but heavy metals are good? Yes, And the mouthwash was designed by his dad, and it's essential that you buy these things. I- I'm like, holy mother of God. All right, so he-
1: here's the business model. And this is the thing that he maybe he learned this from the globalists. I yeah. don't know, but it's fucking brilliant. What he's done is he's created a problem that didn't exist. And then he also sells you the, the solution to said problem that doesn't exist. So there's fluoride in the water. Yeah. And, Croach maybe I'll be made fun of by you, by our listeners for this. Fluoride is a poison. The fact that it's in our water, I think, is weird.
3: How dare you? I'm, I'm, not,
1: s- a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm
3: firing off some angry tweets about you later.
1: I am not that. a huge fan of the fact there's fluoride in the water. Look it up. It's not cool. However, taking fluoride out of toothpaste makes zero fucking sense. No one's eating toothpaste. It's, it's good for your teeth. It, it's something that you want to do. But he's created this problem because he's been ragging on fluoride for yeah. so fucking long. And then he's like, you got to buy my toothpaste. It doesn't have this thing that cleans teeth in it. Yeah, but it does have atomic <laughs> iodine. But it
3: atomic iodine. That's what you want in your fucking mouth. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Speaking of solving a problem, hit number 21 if you don't mind.
4: Yeah, sure. Maximize your potential and take your body back with super male vitality. We're breaking the conditioning and fighting back against the globalist war on male vitality. Oh, my God. Now, as you yes. know, Carl,
3: yes. Democrats are against erections. I don't know <laughs> if you know that, but it's it's true. And they've admitted that.
1: They've admitted that. They've it. admitted that. They hate, they hate erections. Now, if
3: you buy Who Are These Podcasts lifestyle brand erection pills, yes. you will fight the globalist cocks who want to take away your erection, and your penis will whistle a pitch-perfect version of of the Star Spangled Banner. Can you hit number 20, please?
4: Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. Ten-year shelf life bacon. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me?
3: <laughs> and this is, this is a 30-second commercial about life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon.
1: I mean... I have to play for you... Please do. ...this please. caller that calls in. So the other thing that happens is he takes these, uh, these callers. And a lot of radio shows do this. And it gives you a very good gauge... Of the quality of the show when you hear the callers. Of course, yeah. And how informed they are. And I'm not going to get too far into the, the callers, because usually he has to hang up on them because they're fucking batshit crazy <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Yeah, even for him. Even for him, he's just like, ah, oh, you're making me sound like a lunatic. i got to hang up on you. But listen to this fucking caller. I found this to be amazing. It's a long clip, but hang in there. It's worth it. I, I want to... Let's, let's turn this into an Ask Crozier segment. I love it. Ask Crozier. Is this a real caller or is this a plant?
4: Let's talk to Victor in Florida. Victor, uh, you're calling. Go ahead.
2: Yes. Uh, hi, Alex. All right. So first, I want to start off by mentioning uh, two things before I, I go into the, the main thing here. First, I just want to mention if people just go and try the products, they will be ordering all the time i've ordered several of the products over and over because it's amazing in particular silver bullet i as soon as i start to feel like i get a little sick you know maybe like a little you know throat i feel i feel like a raspiness in my throat i drop some silver bullet and it like i'll still feel a little sick but it won't last as long um i've ordered x2 B12, DNA Force, Bio Selenium, Anthroplex, Living Defense, Superman wow. Vitality, Biome Defense, Floralife, Michael ZX, and the Shield. I mean, everything from the toothpaste and the mouthwash. I ordered water filters, um, the storable food. Thank God I haven't had to use it yet. 15? Wow. Um, uh, the shirts. Which is kind of funny. You know, you get some good reactions and some nasty faces sometimes from some lip cards. Um, (laughs) And I just ordered the body, the Alpha Power, and the Pollen Block. Wow.
1: That's 18 products that he has purchased from Alex Jones' store. He's bought everything. He's got to have the website open in front of him, right? I mean, I couldn't name you 18 things I bought at the grocery store. So uh, my theory on this, well, before I tell you my theory, is that a real call?
3: Oh my god, I it it can't be right?
1: I mean Because my thought be. is that this is like the Richard Christie of some comedy show that I don't know about. Yeah. And he's just like scrolling through this ridiculous story going, and I bought your alpha male, and, and I, I bought your female. mouthwash and this t shirt is funny, <laughs> and I like your underpants. There's no way this guy oh has bought every single fucking product. That oh. Alex Jones is, is trying to hawk on his fucking websites. That, yeah. that was an amazing call. That's and incredible. what I love about it, too, it's got to be a plant. or I don't know. Because yeah. Alex Jones never lets someone talk for 90 seconds straight. But this guy's like, yep, go ahead. You got the floor. Wow. <laughs> what? Do you want? He yeah. interrupts everybody else. That's fucking amazing. All right. I have a clip on here um, that is, again, I want to keep talking about this. Uh, snake oil that he's selling yeah and this is going back to creating the problem and then creating the solution to sell it Top scientists and researchers agree we are being hit by toxic weapons in the food and water supply that are making us fat, sick, and stupid. So what do we do about it? Well, for starters, don't just sit there and take it. Fight back with the all-new supercharged Brain Force Plus and feel the rush without the crash. Brain Force Plus is the next generation of advanced neural activation and And now we've added a brand new ingredient called black pepper fruit extract that gives you an added kick. Added kick. Dude, the fully work of oh, that commercial is fucking amazing. That's great, yeah. He's like, feel the rush. You hear like this train tank off uh, before the crash, and you hear like the smashing thing. And the music uh. behind it is this crazy epic movie music where you'd think, like, Iron Man is rising back from the dead in yeah. order to fucking save the day. It's unbelievable. He's talking about a shitty supplement full of fucking garbage. Yeah, that's probably 50 bucks an ounce. 50 bucks an ounce, and... It's got B12 in it. It D- yeah. does it. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'll be Superman over a yeah. fucking night with this thing. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Can I just get hit number 18? <laughs> of course.
2: Fuel your body with Carnivore, the new digestive enzyme product by InfoWars Life. Digestive enzymes assist in the digestive process and increase the bioavailability of nutrients by breaking down foods into easily absorbable components.
3: Isn't that what your digestive system is for? These are pills yeah. that help you eat meat. They're and having,
1: a hard, they're having a
0: hard time writing the copy on that one. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. So
3: the key to not having health insurance is to pay a monthly fee into a
1: group that will cover your health benefits. It's better than having Jesus as your health insurance, I guess. I Yes. so. Hit yeah, number 22. So what you're saying is that that is health insurance? Is I, that what you're trying to say? It sounds like it to me. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes. Oh, that's amazing. Hawaii Holy- was a fucking... Hawaii was a, a mistake. There was no real danger happening. <laughs> yeah, you remember that thing that happened that where nothing happened? Right.
3: That was a fucking wake-up call <laughs> and you need to buy a fallout shelter. Carl, I can't believe you're just letting your family walk around without a fallout shelter. What if the shit goes down?
1: Well, I liked when that caller that I played and there was too much to, to get into it, but, When he said, so he's bought every single thing. One of the things that he bought was the survival food. And he's like, thank God I haven't had to eat that yet. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's because Armageddon hasn't happened yet. Yeah. If you're buying survival food, sorry, Doug White. You're an idiot. <laughs> All right, trust me. When well, zombies do come here, you're going to want off this fucking planet. You're not going to want to survive on your, your meat packets or your fucking jerky or whatever you have stored away in the basement. Look, you say that, Carl, but I got a trunk full of life-saving bacon. Ten-year bacon. Life-saving and- bacon. Oh, you know what I have in my basement, Crouch? A pool table. <laughs> I might be hungry, but I'm going to be having a shitload of fun after the apocalypse. up. <laughs> All right, so I-, I want to read from New York Magazine. Go ahead. An article they wrote about Alex Jones that just drives us home. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, they talk about the fact that he's shifted from trying to do advertising support to just selling all of these products to people. Yeah. And they say, it is a brilliant business model. If you can be convinced that an international cabal of globalists is hell-bent on creating a new world order... Perhaps you could be persuaded to buy InfoWars Life Survival Shield X2, a one fluid ounce bottle of iodine supplement for $39.95. If you could be convinced that President Barack Obama was a member of Al-Qaeda, perhaps you will buy two ounces of InfoWars Life Super Vitality Drops for $59.95. It it is a brilliant model because when you think about, again, getting into my marketing background, a target audience. Yeah, you got people on the hook. What's the best target audience? You want them gullible? And rich. Yeah. That's the audience you want to go after, and Alex Jones is a co rushing it. Yeah. No this shy. guy should be in every business book. How to make millions of dollars on dumb people.
3: Yeah. Uh, this is the last batshit crazy ad I got, but hit number 23 if you could.
4: Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed.
1: This year, resolve not (laughs) to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to Faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com
3: Be vigilant, but not fearful. And I know that was a full 30-second ad, but I couldn't cut a fucking second of that masterpiece that would have been pissing on the Mona Lisa. Carl, I have a device that makes it look like someone's watching TV in your house. Do you want to know what I call it? Is it a radio? It's your TV. Oh,
1: shit. I didn't even think of that. So you're Isn't saying you can just leave the TV on. And it makes it look like someone's watching It would watching look exactly TV. like a TV. I've seen this TV commercial before for this fucking thing. Yeah. It's just like shooting out lights. Oh, my God. And it's just like random lights to look... To simulate... A TV! But, Carl, without the fake TV, they'll come in and smash your
3: shit. Didn't you hear what the What they don't steal, they smash, what apparently. What they don't steal, they smash. They also
1: leave the water running <laughs> because it's a fucking movie from the 90s, apparently. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. The other thing I love about this show, and I, I really do enjoy the commercials. I love all of the snake oil that Alex Jones is selling to his listeners. But there's another thing, and again, it goes to the professional quality of this show, I love the bumpers. Yeah. When he comes back from a break, he has this professional announcer say something that is always incredible. I put together a quick compilation of some of my favorite bumpers.
4: Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. The answer to 1984 is 1776. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Waging war on corruption. All right, you It's Alex Jones. The Alex Jones Show. Because there is a war on for your mind. Coming to you from the former United States of America, deep in the heart of Texas, it's Alex Jones. That's
1: my favorite one, coming to you from the former United States of America. That's great. So, Kroge, it's not going to be as good, but I put together bumpers for WATP. Now, let's say, okay. yeah, I let's like say where someday had it. when I'm on, uh, you know, nine seventy AM, of course, and this show is being syndicated with the regular it's, commercial beds yeah, that these radio shows have. It's not a question of if, but when. Correct. Here is how we're going to come back from break. Uh, here are some bumpers that we put together wall to wall jokes about mentally impaired missing persons. You're listening to WATP. <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm hooked.
1: Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, you might have to understand the backstory to get that one. All right. I'm not tuning away. Here's a, here's another one. We're coming back for break, getting everybody excited. Slapping their bags like it's going out of style. This is Carl, and insert name here, you're listening to W-A-T-P. That's wonderful. All right, uh, we're just going to run through these. Here's another one. It's Carl and Doug, or some random nobody. You're listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Hey, wait a second. Oh, I mean, crones. I like mean crows. Um, all right, couple more, couple more. Because the assholes at podcasts we listen to need to be taken down a peg. Welcome back to Who Are These Podcasts. Oh, my God. I talked to uh, Dina Marie last week. That was uh, interesting. That you did. As as you put it at our band practice earlier this week, a very special episode. A very special episode. Of Who Are These Podcasts. Carl, I can't wait to talk to you about that. I got so many notes from people who said you should have just reviewed her show, and you should also review her fiancé's show, because we would love for you to do that. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be the bigger person and continue to rip on... Those assholes who uh, told us to review their show and then couldn't take a joke. Here's the final bumper. If this show makes you angry, you're a fucking snowflake. Are you listening? Everyone has a podcast. (laughs) now back to WATP. All right, we got a lot to get to coming that's up in the beautiful. next hour. We'll be talking to Croge and his take on the Dina Marie interview. But first, we got to talk about an amazing new product that we have here. It's going to make your boner bigger, <laughs> it's going to make your testicles stronger, it's going to make your woman more desirable. It does everything that you want. If that's not the things you like, it does the other things.
2: Yeah. It does anything
1: you want it to do. Here's a quick clip from Alex Jones that I thought would be
4: kind of funny taken out of context. Well, I used to read that and hear that and think it was crazy 20 years ago, and now... Was there anything that Alex Jones has ever heard that he thought
1: was crazy? <laughs> Is that even possible? <laughs> if you went up to Alex Jones, you'd be like, yeah, these fucking Martians are coming down tomorrow, and they're going to fucking bomb Colombia. like, oh, okay, well, let me know about that. You know what? If you went up to him and you're like, you see
3: that politician over there that's actually someone who's just been in public service for 20 years and isn't an, an interdimensional <laughs> under- <laughs> child molester. He'd be like, that's not, that's, that's fucking crazy.
1: That's not even a lizard person. It's just a regular person. You don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, boy. All right, what else we got?
3: Uh, You know, do you mind hitting number uh, 13? This is Alex being very understanding about the the gay community.
4: Yeah, but there's hundreds of new sexual preferences, and Facebook recognizes 50. So I said... Will I get in trouble if I don't know the lgbqtzl 394 qqz 45 abcdqfp <laughs> It actually came out in the news this week that people are saying it's this big, long thing, and if you don't know that, you're hateful, and you've got to add each new group to it. And I'm just like, they got groups of people that want to have sex with cars. Meant to know what that group's called? Yes. Yes, you are. We are called mechanophiliacs.
2: And
3: I would appreciate a little fucking understanding, if you don't mind. By the way, Carl, I'm sorry about your car outside. That'll buff right out, buddy. No, no worries about that. Oh, my God. I'm just worried about what's going to
1: happen in nine months. <laughs> you know, honestly, Crozier, this is why I like Alex Jones. That clip that you just played is entertaining to me. That's is. fucking funny. It's pretty wonderful. Um, I have a clip that I'd like to play. I don't know if you heard this or not. This is from Tuesday's show, I think. No, this is from Wednesday's show. And Kroge and I play in a rock band. Kroge knows way more about music than I ever will. And I don't know if you heard this or not. Did you listen to Wednesday's show? I did not, no. Oh, good. Okay. So you're going to be introduced to this for the first time. I can't wait to get your take on this. Looking forward to it.
4: And again, you have to understand with the left, sucking a soul is their god. And if you can take somebody, and they're so anti-black, I don't know what it is. They're always getting caught shipping black kids out of Haiti. They particularly like them. There was the Rolling Stones got caught with a dead black Haitian kid uh, back in the 70s in New York. It's hard to even find that report uh, killed in a voodoo ritual, but it's some weird stuff, man. And I guess in voodoo, the thing you want's a black.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy mother of God. I didn't have to, like, scour the internet. That was Wednesday's show. That's beautiful. And he never talked about the Rolling Stones again after that. So, Crouch, as a guy who's like, holy shit, the Rolling Stones are at voodoo rituals murdering young black children? Good times. I went to Google to figure out if this is possibly... Yeah. ...true. And lo and behold, when I Googled that... Okay. The only link I could find was to... His forum of, course, of yeah. people saying, what the fuck was he talking about? Yeah. Is this a thing that actually happened? There is no reference to it anywhere on the internet. There is one article from Rolling Stone magazine uh-huh. where in 1979, Keith Richards' girlfriend, who was living in, like on Long Island somewhere, okay. had a 17-year-old boy shoot himself in the head in her apartment. Oh, there you go. Keith was in france at the time i think they were recording yeah but voodoo's long distance call. <laughs> i think he was skyping in on this fucking <laughs> voodoo ritual it was a weird story don't get me wrong but i don't know where Alex Jones came up with this shit yeah i mean he also talks about the scorpions one of the guys in the scorpions said that they went to a party where people were being murdered and it was like this i don't and know it, it, was it like, rocked
3: them like a hurricane is what you're saying <laughs> I know. I, that, that was bad. I feel bad.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So have you ever heard anything about this Rolling Stones thing?
3: No. Yeah, and, I don't,
1: and, that was a weird one. That took me for a loop.
3: Why not crack the Led Zeppelin book and talk about that chick that Jimmy Page kidnapped for like two years and all the under... I mean, you know, look. <laughs> there's plenty of fucking shit going on in the world of rock and roll. Um, but yeah, that's a new one. But that's, that's fucking beautiful.
1: He also says this, which I find to be just annoying.
4: And then it just goes through all this. I mean, this is a nothing burger.
1: Ooh, I hate that term, nothing burger. Yeah, that's the been fuck all, is all that? over that. It's place. been all over the place. The fuck does that mean? A nothing burger. Yeah, fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read that. There's no words
3: there. Play us out. That doesn't even mean anything.
1: All and right, here's this is with a track off his new album. Take it away. This this one it. it, it...
3: <laughs> okay, this, this one's a little bit long, but please go with me. The guy from Freakonomics, this is going back a couple of years, he okay. wrote an article. Okay. And he said that the McDouble, which is this McDonald's sandwich, it was on the dollar menu for years. It cost a dollar, it was 22 or 23 grams of protein. And his point was, if you look at human history, where, I mean, 20th century and before, for the entirety of human history getting food was a big pain in the ass like yeah. before refrigerators before a fucking fast food restaurant every corner that was basically your life was trying to get sustenance for you and your family his point was for a dollar for a fucking pittance for like 10 minutes of work at a minimum wage job you can go get 23 grams of protein cooked up and handed to you it's pretty amazing w- within the context of human history. That I think his you should point. explain
1: this a little bit more. I don't he's know that not, everyone's understanding
3: he's what He's not trying was. to say that everyone should go out and get some. So Alex Schoen <laughs> read this, and I, I, you, you'll hear it that I, I cut a lot of time out of this. Okay. But I, I promise you I did not cut any context or connective tissue out. This is literally what He's the one
4: on. thing behind telling us that the McDouble is the cheapest and most nutritious food in human history. I can't say that enough. Hey, do you hear the most nutritious and and, and inexpensive food? It's both in history. Is the McDouble describing the McDonald's double cheeseburger as the cheapest, most nutritious and bountiful food that has ever clogged a colon? I'm sorry I didn't say that. (laughs) Describing the McDonald's, their food will not rot under glass. Everything else does describing, describing <laughs> Kim Jong-un as the most dashing, handsome man. They say if it's cloudy, it becomes <laughs> sunny when he's out and birds sing and...
3: <laughs> and it goes on like that,
4: but hold on. Oh, they also say, here, you can keep your doctor under Obamacare. It's free. Boom, out of nowhere. Just boom. And then he goes on. Describing the McDonald's double cheeseburger as the cheapest, most nutritious, and multiple food that has ever existed in human history, close quote, might seem fanciful. No, it might seem like an outrageous, giant, colossal, biggest lie in history, but I'm sorry, might seem beyond fanciful. But according to the author of Freakonomics, it's not as absurd a suggestion as it appears. That's right. It's actually true. The McDouble is the best. Of. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, oh,
3: oh. Sorry. <laughs> now, what's beautiful about that is yeah. he never gets past the first sentence of the article. Right. That was like three plus minutes that I shaved down there. Right. And the McDouble, North Korea, then Obamacare, then back to. He never gets through the first sentence. It's fucking amazing. Can I, the can, voices are
1: beautiful. Can man. I play That's devil's great. advocate real quick? Please play. do. Please. He has to fill four hours a day of content every it, single day. That article had like six paragraphs in it. Oh, if he he wouldn't have time it. to read that shit. He's on the air. What is he supposed oh. to read? During the commercial break? He's doing live reads during the commercial read break. It on the air. That's what <laughs> Oh, you. Interesting. So you you're can- saying he could be using up some of this time that he's killing in between talking about his toothpaste to actually read an article written by somebody else. Oh. That goodness. would be interesting. I, he mostly reads articles written by Drudge, his own staff, Yeah. or I've been noticing that uh, this week he's been playing a lot of that Tucker Carlson guy. He mm-hmm. loves Tucker Carlson. I went on Infowars.com uh-huh. to look up stuff about this, this uh, school shooting and uh, that whole thing, and there was a Video of Tucker Carlson that was 46 minutes long. I'm pretty sure it was just his entire show. (laughs) Wow, yeah. I don't even need Fox News. I can just go on InfoWars and watch Tucker Carlson's entire broadcast. Holy shit. All right, so you've been playing a couple clips where he talks about North Korea. Oh, yeah. So I have a couple things that I wanted to play here. and I love how he describes North Korea, first off. The adjectives are amazing. But then he says something that I just just have to question.
4: Here's the bottom line. We have been in a state of war since 1950 with the dictatorship of North Korea. We are now facing the third hereditary leader uh, of the hermit kingdom, as it is called. The most backwards, nightmarish, corrupt, starving, authoritarian, patriarchal, Communist nightmare. Whoa. That the left thinks is so cute and funny, and that NBC and CBS and CNN and MSNBC have been have been defending and promoting.
1: Really? Admittedly, I do not watch NBC, CBS, MSNBC, any of these things he's talking about. Yeah. Are they really promoting North Korea? Oh, all the time. Is that a thing that's going on? Are yeah. we celebrating well, it's Kim Jong un? It's in the North globalist caucus.
3: they really feel we should be starving patriarchs
1: so this is this is the thing that happened this week alex jones goes into this whole explanation about how he gets this intel from inside sources Mm -hmm. and he has this direct line to this intel which isn't even that crazy to be honest with you if people wanted information to get out if you tell alex jones it'll get out he'll be talking about it 20 minutes before you tell him about it oh yeah so that doesn't seem that nuts. If you were trying to create a narrative or whatever, whatever your end goal is, yeah. you could deliver it to his staff and it would end up somewhere in the zeitgeist. So this is him talking about there's going to be an attack from North Korea in late March,
4: early April. Did you hear this? I did not. All right, here's a clip. The highest level is the Pentagon. The highest levels of the CIA. They are telling people who've been in for decades and never heard anything like this, that North Korea is launching an attack by the end of March, early April, and that we have to then be ready to defend against it and that we may strike them first. And, again, I don't want to get on air as a family man or just as a human, period, and say things like this that in any way escalate things. I don't want to go on air
1: and escalate things, Alex Jones! This is the guy that was displaying <laughs> clips of saying that Sandy Hook is nothing but actors and nonsense. Yeah. Pizzagate, he got people so fucking revved up that a shooter went into the store to murder everyone. And you're saying that you don't want to escalate things?
4: That's pretty surprising. That's
1: amazing. Guys, listen, uh, I got this intel North Korea is going to uh, start World War Three. Now, I don't want to go on here and like start spreading gossip to get people excited about stuff. That's yeah. not the goal of my show. Oh. It's not? And the fuck? <laughs> what world is this?
4: Oh my! God. Here's another
1: example yeah. of uh, just
4: something that I found pretty funny. Obama's portrait artist paints black women murdering white women. And then yeah. next to it have that. And then say, imagine if Trump did something like that and have Trump's head on the woman with Obama's head in his hand. Now, I don't want any violence against President Obama. Turn him into a martyr. God no. All right, two things. Two things on that. Whoa. So he says, I don't want any
1: violence against Obama. Yeah. Good. I, I don't. I don't either. Of that, course. That yeah, would be yeah. crazy. That'd be bad. But his reasoning for that is that it would turn him into a martyr. Like, like, listen. If he were to die by accident, <laughs> great. But Jesus Christ, if someone from the right were to murder him, then you know, it just it would rally the left. That'd be a bad thing for us. Like, no, no. wait, wait. wait what? Yeah. That's not. That's not why we don't want violence against Obama, you dummy. Yeah. It makes zero sense. The other thing is, I hate this. This is not a good argument. If you're going to be in uh, politics, which thankfully I am not, and if you're going to be arguing politics, never ever use the argument, well, if the other side were to do this, people would be, this is a theoretical that gets you nowhere. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. You can't prove anything. It's just fucking nonsense. And I know that people on the right do this all the time. What if the New York Times had said this? What people would be always like, all right, they didn't. It doesn't exist. Let's just just make your own fucking argument without creating a false reality. Yeah. That's that's never going to happen. Oh, my goodness. So fucking
3: annoying. I swear to God, that's 88% of political arguments. Oh, my
1: God. I don't don't listen to right-wing talk radio, but there have been times that that I've tuned in uh, years ago, and that's what all the callers are doing. Yeah. What about Hillary Clinton? Well, right. What about yeah, you're, That's you're like what are talking the, about. Yeah. They'll be talking about how Trump isn't the best president we've ever had. And rather than say, well, this is what Trump's doing well, because that yeah. would be difficult. Instead, you, you go, oh, yeah, but Hillary Clinton would have sucked. to like, oh, go, whatever. That yeah. has nothing to do with anything. That's that. Yeah. Well, She's it, not the president.
3: It's this, yeah, this weird zero-sum binary game where right. if, if this person's good, then the other person's bad. If that person's bad, this person's good, and that's it.
1: That's it's, exactly right. What are we talking about? You mentioned that... Uh, the show the show's 4 hours a day, right? Yeah, 3 but, with but him. But the 4th hour is like a guest. Yeah, it's like a wrap-up show. It's like is it like a wrap-up show kind of thing? I I almost feel like he's getting he's giving that 4th hour to people to get them the hours that they need to eventually take on their own shows so that he can have this 24/7 thing. Yeah. On. So anyway, he gets on on Tuesday With, I forget the guy's name, but whoever's taking over on the fourth hour. And to transition it, they're kind of talking to each other. And he starts talking about Amazon and Jeff Bezos. And I just, I was floored by this. Before you play it,
3: I'm just going to guess. It was a very understanding, uh, supportive clip about the wonders Amazon
1: is doing, right? No. No. No? Actually... No, just just oh. the opposite. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, I would have thought I've that you would it. understand where he'd be going. You'd be listening I, to the show. I, all I right, Alex no, Jones all right, well, I, you're going to be surprised, but uh, he's actually not a huge fan. No shit. Of Amazon and Bezos. We saw that here in the break, and he's like,
4: man, you're really pissed at Bezos. And I'm like, man, the stuff he did to publish, except he's done to us, how he gets all these government contracts $1.48 on every product he ships, nobody else gets that, how he oppresses everybody, and then how he's got the Washington Post writing a whole bunch of articles saying i'm a con artist because i sell supplements when he's the biggest supplement seller in the world he knows they're great and then he's adulterating them according to his own employees and lowering the quality and then you go oh yeah let me tell you just because you would even go in there and you saw what olive leaf extract go from 25 30 bucks as it should be to 70 something dollars knowing people need it during the cold season and then realizing wait alex has got it concentrated at a third the price Again, that's what I mean. He gives you adulterated crap for whatever the price, and then I guess we are dumb because the public wants to get effed. Well, I won't be like that, man, and I'm sick of Bezos. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to
1: pause it real quick. I'm going to jump back into this, but so Bezos owns Wapo, right? Yeah. Is that the connection there? Yes. So, according to Alex Jones, Amazon, the largest e-commerce site in America,
3: mm-hmm.
1: a global force and an amazing company. Is worried about these snake oil products that Alex Jones is selling. Yes. And so Jeff Bezos is telling people who work for the Washington Post that they need to write articles about how shitty the products are that he's selling. Apparently. Is that that's what he said? Case. This reminds me of when uh, Opie from Opie and Anthony goes on Twitter and talks about how Howard Stern got him fired from Sirius. <laughs> Dude, you are not on Howard Stern's fucking radar, and Alex Jones. Your little operation that you have there doing $10 million a year in e-commerce, which is impressive. Don't of get course. me wrong. Yeah. Amazon does that in an hour. Yeah. All right. They're, they're not concerned about you. Anyway, so then he, he, he brings it back over to this guy who's going to be hosting the fourth hour. And I love it because they are obviously given talking points and trained to constantly promote the product.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, so I was going to the airport on my way to Austin. Uh, I've still got this residual cough, which is the hangover from the flu. I beat the flu with immune wall and the silver bullet.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like it's not like, you know, just like everybody, you know, I, I take your InfoWars immune wall course, yeah. and InfoWars brand and silver bullet.
3: It's only seventy five ninety nine for a vial of two <laughs> ounces. So, you know, I grabbed two of them.
1: That's amazing. Oh, my God. We've gone through a lot of clips. Is there anything on your board that you feel like we need to hit? You know, let's talk music, Carl. Let's you
3: like it. music. I like music. Here's, uh, there, there's a, a, and I don't have the credit in front of me, but somebody took his words and made a Bon Iver style folk song, and they synced the video to it, but just the audio is amazing. This is number 25.
2: I'm Christian scum, giant death Keeping babies
1: alive that body What more do you need to know About these people? I've heard it's, that before. It, Where have I heard that before? Great. That's great. great. I must have ran into that On YouTube at some yeah. point. That's funny. And it's like
3: Alex Jones Sings folk song or something. <laughs> Hit number 26 And good luck getting this Out of your head.
4: It tastes like Ovaltine mm. It tastes like Ovaltine mm. It tastes like Ovaltine mm. tastes Like, Ovaltine. Mm. like- Tastes like Ovaltine. Tastes like Ovaltine. Like like good. Whoa. Is he selling Ovaltine? (laughs) It sounds like that's
1: really good.
3: Yeah, Yeah. he's selling the dust of powdered chicken skeletons in a cop or something. Delicious. And uh, number 27 is amazing. I don't want to
4: see him. Kissing goblins. Kissing goblins. Embracating goblins. Embracating goblins. In bed with a goblin. In bed with a goblin. goblin. Dump it. Charging into a goblin's nest. Some goblin vomit. Slop and blood on it.
1: Fucking great, man! You couldn't help yourself. You had to take these remixes. Oh, they're amazing! They, they are good. amazing. They are good. I, you, I was looking at them too, and I'm like,
3: eh. And look, <laughs> you can do this all day. Now look this this is a song from 1988. This uh-huh. has nothing to do with Alex Jones. Okay, but hit number 28. and Tell me it doesn't just ring true. Of this,
2: my kids must be part of the conspiracy. Mister Rogers worked hand in hand with the KGB.
3: Now the references may be a little dated But the voice, the fucking conspiracy shit And the the whole rest of the song is about microphones in my home And you're part of this giant plot And please don't tell me that you're not Like that's all I could fucking think of Listen to this is like Alright and you know Carl I don't know if you heard like towards the end of the show He really started running out of steam If you hit number 29
2: Is there any concrete evidence that Hawaii actually exists? No I already covered that
3: there you have
1: it. And back back to Dale <laughs> uh, from uh, King of the Hill. I have uh, a clip on here that I did pull from the archives. And the only reason why I want to play it is because it's so goddamn entertaining. If we were to have a show about the Alex Jones show and didn't play this, we'd be doing our listeners a disservice. Yeah.
4: They, they look up to some twit instead of looking up to Thomas Jefferson or or looking up to Nikola Tesla or looking up to, uh, to Magellan. I mean, kids, Magellan's a lot cooler than Justin Bieber. He circumnavigated with one ship the entire planet. He was killed by wild natives before they got back to Portugal. And when they got back, there was only like 11 people alive of the 200 and something crew and the entire ship was rotting down down to the waterline. That's destiny. That's will. That's striving. That's being a trailblazer and explore going into space, mathematics, quantum mechanics, the secrets of the universe. It's all there. Life is fiery with its beauty. It's incredible detail tuning into it. They want to shut your mind talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> that's, oh.
1: that's an amazing rant. Oh when I God. hear that, I'm like, Adam Cruller, you got to set up your game, my friend. You yes. do not know how to rant. Oh, no shit. That's how you rant right there. That's impressive. Wow. All
3: now, right. All right. Just to throw a theoretical at you. Yeah. Galileo versus Justin
1: Timberlake. Ooh. Who's going to win that one? That's a tough one. Did you, you see him moving at the Super Bowl? We'll leave that up to the listeners. Yeah. I mean, Justin Timberlake's got some moves. He can dance. He's got some moves. And <laughs> he had the fucking mic stand. He... Oh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that. All right. Croach, we've been going on way too long. Yeah. About the Alex Jones Show. But it's been fun. It has been a riot. I've been enjoying it. So I want to switch gears real quick. I want to talk about our friends Maynard and Tim Ferguson from Planet Maynard. From Planet Maynard. A show that we reviewed a few weeks ago. They finally put out Bunga Bunga 44. Oh boy. I recommend our listeners check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's 20 minutes long. And they intersperse conversations about WATP throughout the show it's a lot of fun i have a couple of clips here that i want to play this is them addressing our review of uh, of their show
4: let's just pause briefly for some of the huge praise that has been lavished upon us by who are these podcasters it doesn't get much better than this it's throwing shit at a wall that's almost a bit fawning tim
1: it is a bit fawning. It's hard to believe these guys have over 12 million listeners worldwide. And it's even harder to believe they've given us such a rave review. Thank you. Thank mm. you so much. Who are these podcasts? It's totally confusing. It lacks any form of entertainment. Yeah. I can't figure out what's going on. It's not just their accents and their slang. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. A shit show every there year. is a shit storm
4: is a, is a term of endearment, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. Well, if you're outside... These guys are just growing on me. I just like them more and more every time I hear one of their shows. Wow, uh, yeah. one, one more clip. This is from the very end of Bunga Bunga 44. Oh, but hang on. Before we go, let's have a listen to some more of that great praise from Who Are These Podcasts?
2: Their podcast is unlistenable. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> I just want to hug them. I just want to hug them and say thank you, guys.
1: Oh, wow, Maynard is... A good egg, as we say up here in the States. That's beautiful. Up here in the Northern Hemisphere, we like to refer to guys like that as good eggs. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Maynard. We love you. All right, Crosh. Yeah. Let's keep moving on. What else you got? I mean, I, I see you brought a whole bunch of other clips. I don't know what they're about, but you did reference something about my uh, conversation with Dina Marie. I got to or... talk
3: to you about last week's okay.
1: show, Carl. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never gotten more feedback. From people, both good and bad. It was definitely a polarizing episode.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't mean to go full inception on you, but I'm going to WATP the WATP
1: from last week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because I'll have a lot of editing to do in post. I'm going to want to take all of this out. All right. All right. If you got 30 through 36 up on the board, I do. Go ahead and hit 30 for me. Oh, fuck. So 30 through 36, that's like seven tracks that I have to listen to of me talking. You're I caught you
4: on. Okay.
0: Oh, to be honest, I wasn't surprised when I got the heads up from a listener because I figured after a few tweets I put out about an episode um of yours that I was, you know, pretty disappointed in, I figured at some point you guys were going to come for me. So
3: Now this is a great example of narcissism. Yes. I put out a few tweets and I knew that you'd be coming for me because everybody's looking at my fucking tweets. You're a crazy person. I don't know how to how to put that in a nice way. Now, Carl, you've done some great music in your life, done some great guitar solos, but number thirty-one is
0: your Van Halen's eruption. I swear to my God. issue was this woman went after my child. Oh, okay. And
1: I, so... I did read her review. She said that you talk about your kid a lot. She talked about how you make it about you. She was that yeah, was her, well, that was her biggest gripe. I don't think she said anything about your child. Specifically, just that you bring well, her
0: up. Bring, mentioning, her up you, know, her up. you know, here's the thing. Mentioning my kid, mm. I it is it is an issue for me. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Just straight up.
3: <laughs> no, now, no comments. I'm not going to say that she's a crazy person. But if she were a crazy person, she would use those words in that order. <laughs> well, she didn't go after my child, but she mentioned that I talk about my child.
0: That's fucking bonkers. Hit 32. Um, She edited her review to include an attack on the host of PWLT who happens to be my fiance.
3: Now, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about there, but we know what her threshold of an attack is. (laughs) So did this person mention that this human being exists and has a podcast? Is that an attack? I mean, what the fuck are we talking about here? Now, the whole reason that this this chain reaction started was this host offered a hundred bucks as a bounty to fucking get info on <laughs> in someone else. Go ahead. The only
1: reason why we listened to, the, to we were going to review her show because we thought
3: that was a little bit crazy. But in number 33, she hits the defense.
0: For the listeners? Yeah, I threw out there. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can figure out who it is. I mean, that does seem a little because scary. Because I, yeah. I thought it was funny. Because I thought it was funny. Carl,
3: as you know, I'm a parent. I deal with some fucking crazy bullshit that comes out of my kid's mouths. Yeah. Because I thought it was funny is the fucking A1, number one fucking lie. It's yes. un-fucking-real, dude. 34, I just like. I
1: didn't, you know, I, I was, I, I didn't call her out on it. I wasn't trying to be confrontational. Her post, the very first sentence of her post was, no joke. Yeah, of course. And then she later said, this is not a joke. In her post, when she was offering $100 to the identity of this person yeah. who didn't like her show. now Someone that she claimed was this crazy troll pissing on everybody's show, who I quickly pointed out, gave tons of shows five-star reviews. Yeah,
3: well, and I'm gonna. I, I want to pay a hundred dollars to have a conversation with her. Was the I'm like, are you fucking high? Hit oh 34. man, I was gonna. I was just gonna
1: let this go, but no fucking way. All, All right, right. Let's, let's
0: keep going. This show really, really hurt Marissa. God damn oh, it, Carl! How right. could you? So
1: this is in reference to our review of The Vanished, and uh, the host Marissa, who's friends with Dina Marie, I guess,
3: and whose feelings you really hurt, I Carl, know. when you talked about how fucking boring and awful (laughs) her show is that preys upon victims of fucking crimes i didn't say that but hit hit number 36 just for shits and giggles okay
0: i I don't give a shit if somebody's on reddit saying dina marie's a a bitch with a nasty nasally voice and i hate her fucking show boom
3: shit oh my god are you fucking crazy lady you just spent a fucking half hour flipping out about some fucking some person who fucking left an iTunes review and now you're like yeah but if somebody said some personal shit against me that would be fine what the fuck who are you trying to fool lady I don't yeah. I don't know this person I don't know their podcast I only know it because the half hour I spent with W ATP yeah and good lord good lord all right but the, um, oh, thanks. I'm, I'm so, so glad you had her on, Carl. It was a <laughs> delightful episode. It was delightful. To. I enjoyed it.
1: All right. Um, I wanted to talk about, we got a, uh, a note from our friend in the UK, Marcus, who is a, a huge fan of WATP and is constantly contributing with uh, different jingles that he's writing and, and information that he sends us. Uh, for example... He sent me a screenshot of the UK iTunes review for WATP. Really? The the whole page. Did you know this? This is crazy. So we are the worst reviewed podcast in the history of podcasts. Of course. Uh, They admit it. 84 one-star reviews in the United States. man. It's beautiful. In the UK, we have an overall rating of three out of five. We've had two five-star reviews that came in just recently. And uh, and Marcus says, I understand that Bill Hicks was received better in the UK than he was in the US, so you are in good company. Wow. So fuck you, US.
3: Yeah, really? Way to
1: suck. He also talks about this thing, you know, I've, I've mentioned a few times, and Crows, you remember this, the name Carl gets made fun of a lot. It's does. I don't know why, for some reason, Carl's always the jerk. It's the punchline. He's always the punchline. So... Marcus points out that he was listening to another podcast, the Theo Vaughn podcast. And uh, a caller called in with the name Carl. And uh, he didn't know about this, but there's a
2: thing called a hot Carl. There you go. And this was discussed. And that's a great point, Carl. I appreciate that. That's hot Carl out of there. And hot Carl is a nickname for, you know, Actually, feces, I think, or it used to be anyway, and I hope it's not anymore, Carl, because I didn't, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't even have brought that up, but it used to be when I was younger, and I think that that's gone out of time, so I probably shouldn't have, you know, rebrought that up, but I don't think about you that way.
1: Do you know what a hot Carl is, as defined by the Urban Dictionary? Is it, I, is it, like, see, also, Cleveland Steamer? When you shit into a tube sock then hit someone in the face with it and scream hot car. <laughs> what, what I love about the Urban Dictionary Crush, what I love what about this, fuck? what I love about this is that they always use it in a sentence. Oh
2: boy.
4: Which is just, uh,
1: so, so that was the definition. Here's the sentence. Yo, your roommate is a dick. Let's hit him with a hot Carl tonight.
3: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow, that's 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 wow. That's a little trip, dude. That's there's a visual, there's everything there. Here's
1: how Carl used it in another sentence. When this douchebag passes out, let's hot Carl him in the face. Yeah. So uh thanks, Marcus, for reminding everyone that Carl is the punchline yeah. to every fucking yeah. joke. Good I mean, stuff. That's how you know it's a good party. That's when, when like, somebody when someone gets hot, Carl. When somebody's like,
3: "You know, be great." Let's shit in a tube sock <laughs> and then fucking hit somebody with it.
1: My my shit's too wet to even pull that off. I feel like I, as a Carl, I can't even hot Carl someone. Yeah, right? it's unfortunate. Oh my goodness, it's my uh, it's my cross to bear, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Crosh, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot of ground today. But you have these clips on here. That are in your 90s. Yes. Because, you know, on this show, as people have pointed out, like who's right, we are constantly talking about the number of the clip that we're playing. Of course. Because there's a shit ton of clips. How else are we going to organize this stuff? I was going to do it by emoji, but then I
3: figured number would be a
1: little clearer. Yeah, I don't even know if my soundboard app would understand what an emoji is. So you I know. think you made the right decision here. Yeah. Next All time right. we'll find out. All right, what do we got? All right. You, you well, want you want to hit these other clips? Let l- l- me ask. About?
3: Did you want to go into it, Carl? I I you've been playing a game on the air. Yes. About the worst song from particular bands, and we got we got some corrections we got to do for the record. My oh man.
1: whoa whoa whoa! There's... There are no corrections. This is not up to debate.
3: I I know I know that your research staff works really hard on they this. They do. But my staff has been working
1: okay. even harder. It's not up for debate, but I will let's, humor you. Let's go ahead and. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots came up. Yeah, yeah. I think I believe plush.
3: And here was your choice, number ninety-one. Yes.
2: And, I see
3: the are to go. and so I'm not going to sit and
1: defend this derivative.
3: Oh, I, I would head, hope. So.
1: I would hope not.
3: As, but I, I, as will, I
1: mentioned on our show, that riff takes all day to play. It but is I will, fucking boring. But I
3: will tell you that it is, it's is—it's musically complex. There's there's a key change built right into it. It's a longer progression. The actual worst song, and they admit this, Carl. <laughs> the <laughs> actual worst this. song is number... Skyway th- was not even alive. How could he be admitting things? It's number 92.
1: Now I know I know I let that run a little bit, but there's a reason why. for it. I there's know a why. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why you let that run as long as you did. There's no other parts in that song. Yes, but so
3: let's just let's take it back to the songwriting process. Dude comes in and he goes, dude, I wrote this riff. It goes, the riff is garbage. And then yes, when you start singing, I'm gonna hit an out of tune acoustic guitar like it's a fucking. I don't even know what the fuck it is, but I'm just going to fucking hit it because why the fuck
1: not? I'm going to blame that on the mix more so than the And then
3: we're going to get to the chorus and the chorus is, (laughs) everything about that song is fucking garbage. Dude, that was number one on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks for two weeks in 1994 And here's the lesson I'm going to teach all of you. When you look back with nostalgia and you're like, man, the music of the 90s. It was fucking garbage. And I'm here to fucking take a shit (laughs) on your fucking (laughs) memories. Now, the
1: other one was you two. And And, Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not going to give me a chance to fucking rebuke that, what you just said? There's, dude. Here's, you're saying that there's here's there's the no for debate that here's, this is, that you are have the definitive answer on the worst STP song.
3: Anything that you could say, I would reply with.
1: I mean, it doesn't get worse than that, it, dude. It doesn't. I understand why doesn't. you're saying that. I understand why you're saying that because in your simplistic world of being a guitarist, do you think that a song is the guitar riff? You're Not wrong about that. Not at all. There's a vocal melody. There's a drum beat with a guy hitting a kick drum and a snare. There's a bass line that's exactly the same as the guitar part. There's a bass that goes. I got nothing. You too. Let's move on. All me. right, so 93.
3: Oh,
1: hold on a second. All right, now that was a joke. Yeah, I was going to say, this song Gloria, I think is the worst song by both Van Morrison and The Doors. Like, this song is the worst song by anyone who's ever played it.
3: And it's almost the worst song by you too, which is 94.
1: I fucking hate this song. I'm so, glad you brought this everyone's attention. G N O R I A. We, we know how to spell this fucking stupid name that you're yelling over and over again. This song lacks any type of hook or originality or anything that's interesting, and every fucking band covers it. It's because it's got three chords. You it's t- the first song you learned as a kid. U2 also covered
3: it, and you called it the worst U2 song, '94. I, <laughs> it's the same song. It's Exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> So I was right. Now, that song (laughs) is a steaming pile of donkey (laughs) shit. It's garbage. But it is not even in the top 10 of worst U2 songs. This is insane. Hit 95, I fucking dare you.
2: I'm
1: going to keep playing this in a second, but let me just say this: You don't need to to Go future on. hosts of the show. This is not a segment that we're doing. You're not you're not going to come out here and play worse songs than what I've already declared as the worst song. That's not fair. I don't like what you're that doing was here.
3: Number three on Billboard Modern Rock, number one on Billboard Dance Club Tracks in 1993.
1: That is a fucking crime against eardrums, dude. That song sucks. Bonking. Can I say something in my Please defense? Do. I've never heard that song in my life.
3: It, dude, that was the number one on the Billboard Dance Club tracks.
1: I, on the Billboard Dance Club tracks. Number Can you three name one other wrong? song? Can you name one other song that was odd, said chart? Yeah, any sh- of the other 99 songs that the, was on that chart, the share song with the yeah, flag right, flag. right, exactly. Yeah, that's fucking nonsense, dude. You can't just come in here dude, and be like this obscure fucking random top, bullshit song. Hit. That was a top 40 no, hit. Not. That was a never
3: top. it's not. I've never heard hit. that in my life, dude. It's nonsense. I can't help it if you're not a scholar. No one's ever heard music. that song, dude. It was a top 40 hit in '93. I don't know what to tell you. I'll, now, leave, I'll leave that up to Twitter to decide. And here, here's the honorable mention. Now, there's one thing of a band, a big band, putting out a shitty song. Yeah, and then. there's U2 in 1993 using this as the lead single of their new album this is 96
1: oh 96 yeah
2: I remember the music yeah
1: fucking Edge just sitting there talking oh my god and this is the hook part of the song I had to listen to the first four minutes to find a part that even like made sense I'm starting to think that you two are hacks.
2: you are not very good at
1: You would think there'd be somebody in the studio who would be like, guys, what are we doing? And this there is wasn't one fucking voice of reason. This on is, This is session. This is 1993. This oh, is after Jesus war. Christ. This is after Joshua Tree. They're the
3: biggest fucking band in the world. And that was their lead single. And that was also a top 40 hit. That was number two on the fucking Modern if, Rock songs. If
1: you want to wonder why Weezer's The Blue Album or Green Day's Dookie was such a huge, huge hit with everybody. Yeah. That came out around the same time as this yeah, nonsense. That's, that's what, what they was were competing against. with. It was like... Wow, Pearl Jam's a great band. Yeah, because they're not just fucking talking in a monotone voice over a shitty lick. Yeah, some dance uh, Look at this, they're actually yeah. fucking playing a rock song with riffs and singing. Oh, whoa, guitar solo. This is amazing. It didn't take much in 1993 to have a fucking hit song on the radio. Oh, man. Oh, um, man.
3: We missed fuck. it. And so, in, in conclusion, I just want to say, fuck you too. Fuck
1: STP. Fuck WATP audience. Fuck you, Carl. Fuck everybody. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Croge, while I'm angry at the premise that you could come in here and tell us that we're wrong about a show that we know is right. I do like the spin-off of having a, a show that's only about how shitty STP <laughs> and U2 is. <laughs> I could do this show all day. Oh my God. Uh, 24-7. <sighs> we're going to be talking about um, Music Wars. Yeah. Musicwars.com. We're going to be talking about U2, STP, Don't STP, U2. We're using
3: MP3s to turn Galileo gay
1: the fact that you would come in here and be like, oh, there's other shitty U2 songs that you didn't even mention. No
2: shit, Sherlock! <laughs> All right.
1: Um, okay, so I think we've covered just about everything that we were going to talk about. Uh, I did want to point out... <laughs> I did want to point out some recent reviews that have come in um, on our uh, iTunes page. One of them, this person did exactly what I've been saying to do forever. They gave us a five-star review back on February 3rd with the title, Worst Podcast Ever. <laughs> that's a, that's all I want. I know this show sucks, but if you just give us a five-star review, then it kind of, you know, it works into that equation. Yeah. And it helps us out a little bit. Uh, but the, the comment is, thanks for teaching me the term bag slappers. There you go. And honestly, I was taught that term by, yeah. by iTunes itself. So. Yeah. So thank you. Um, we also got a review on February seventh from Computist that is terrible, one star, unlistenable, unfunny pap. Mm. Whatever that means. That's that's strong language. We got another review on February seventh. It's a one star review from Irritated Frustrated User, mm. and uh, the title is Annoying. And this person says, "I thought I would give it a go and find some laughs, but no, their voices are annoying." <laughs> And they're simply not funny and yeah some podcasts are lame but regardless those people actually research some of their stuff Ooh. this podcast tries to ride the coattails y'all can do better dude i can't even explain what's wrong with that that's a sick burn do you know i was reading articles about fucking alex jones this morning oh my do you God. think that's my regular routine on a saturday to get up and start fucking researching alex jones yeah. fuck you and that's- fuck that's you computist and that's no fun. Oh wait, that wasn't th- th- copy. That's that's not a fun. That's uh, not a topic fun existence. That's not a fun existence. But that's what we do for the listening audience. Um, we did get a five star review on February 8th. Thank you to uh, Antarctic Eskimo. Also thanks to Love My Two Doxies for the four star review that came in on February eleventh. Um, who really didn't have a lot of good things to say about us. But hey, <laughs> four stars. You know the title was good for what it is. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, low expectations, right? That's, yeah, man. Low expectations expectations. is literally the secret to life and happiness. I'm not even joking about that. That's important. I'm not even saying that as a throwaway line. If you take nothing else away from WATP and our future 300 episodes, low expectations lead to happiness. You know, when I want to look at my philosophy on life, I turn to WATP.
2: No shit, Sherlock!
1: Okay, so. We've done a lot here today, Crozier. This oh, is, have we ever? This is a marathon of an episode. Fortunately, I'm taking most of this out in post, so we're probably <laughs> at the 30 minute mark right now. <laughs> but because we've done so much, I want to just keep rolling and talk about what segment is coming up next, and that would be the
2: teaser.
1: Familiar with this part? <laughs> no, you know, I never, uh, ne- never heard it before. You've never gotten this far in the show before?
3: <laughs> I pass out usually first four or five minutes.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate you sticking with us this time. This is the part of the show where we tease the episode we'll be listening to next week. Wow. What a concept. Up until recently, this has always worked out well for us. But <laughs> recently, this has actually worked against us. And then I have, to have conversations with people. Hopefully, that won't be the case. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a quick clip from the show we'll be reviewing next weekend... And my hope is that it gets people excited and they're looking forward to our review of the podcast. We'll be reviewing next week. I think I've said enough. Here's the clip. When
3: Lin Jin did not show up for work the next few days, his friends began to worry. After five days of no signs of Lin his friends reported him missing.
0: After five days?
3: Five days, yeah.
0: There's some parents that freak out after one.
3: Well, his parents, like, he's an international student. His parents are in China.
0: They don't know. So,
3: like, it might not be weird. Like, they might have been, like, worried, like, hey, I haven't heard from him. But, like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: his, and, like, the work thing, his boss was really worried. Because, like, that wasn't like him not to show up. Yeah. And
1: then his friends, like, kind of waited around for him to show up. Like, he's an adult. Maybe he just kind of got busy or whatever. So. <laughs>
0: got busy. <laughs>
1: Whoa. <laughs> it's a little different than the Alex Jones show, huh? Right? Not as uh, professional, Oh my you might God. say. This is a show called True Crime 204. Oh, fuck. This is an episode called Linjen Part 1, Episode 11 from January 30th, 2018. This takes place in Winnipeg. Peg City, I believe they call it. These are a couple of Canadians. And from experience, I can tell you Canadians have a really good sense of humor. So yeah. this, this is going to go over well. This is a couple of Canadians who do a true crime podcast, and it's about true crimes that have happened in Canada. Good Lord. Yeah. So it's them reading two sentences off Wikipedia and then
3: arguing about how to interpolate it? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't listened to this show yet. I mean, that's what we just heard. But is-
1: from oh, what wow. I've heard, there's a person who's very close to the show She's known as uh j from the j department uh she uh turned me on to this and said this would be very good fodder for w a t p apparently these people aren't very good at broadcasting or putting out a podcast yeah so that's something to look forward to yeah
3: boy, oh boy. as
1: we as we edge even closer to episode one hundred we're we're I don't even know what episode we're on now, but we're getting close, I feel like. We're yeah. in the 90s. Well, this this episode will be split into a three-parter. That's a good point. I can get to 100 quick. <laughs> oh, that's smart. That's a good idea. If only we could take a third of the show and have it be entertaining, I would do that. <laughs> Unfortunately, one-third of the show leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. So please, I ask everyone, join us again next week. It might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony.
2: Parting in the mush bits of morning radio. And now the show is over now.
0: You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know.
4: I don't get it. It Makes no sense. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I'm like, oh, shocked by it. So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay.
0: No, do you no, understand no that? No
2: fucking way!
0: <laughs> ugh, ugh,
4: crap! I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not
2: funny. You people are idiots. <laughs> That's the joke. Do- <laughs> what a st- <laughs> I mean, that sounds fair.